0: Welcome to Drinking Buddies, a podcast where we drink interesting things with interesting people. Hosted by your friends at Swim Creative. Hi everyone, this is Gia Bellamy from Swim Creative. I'm here with Annie Dugan of the Duluth Art Institute. Hello! And we are drinking Duluth Coffee Co. coffee this morning. And what did you get?
1: I got uh, just straight black coffee with milk. I'm keeping it basic and really good. I love what the Duluth coffee guys do. I was at a conversation with Eric and Charlie the other mm-hmm. night, and Charlie is like this philosopher about coffee and taste. Like you talk to him and it's amazing what he comes up with. Yeah. What, what did you take away from that? So he's passionate about taste regardless. I mean, he says it so much more eloquently than I'm going to say, but he talks about wanting to educate and understand taste outside of these cultural norms and expectations and um, pressures that sort of almost like this ultimate taste of beautiful, perfect coffee, which I'm getting through what I'm (laughs) sipping right now.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. So just to start, could you tell us about yourself and what you do? Sure.
1: I'm Anne Dugan. I'm the director and artistic director at the Duluth Art Institute. I also own a food farm with my husband. We do organic vegetable CSA. And then I run the pre Range film festival with a group of friends.
0: What's your favorite part of your job here?
1: My favorite part of the job here is doing creative programming that engages audiences with art. I feel like we have a phenomenal arts and artists group, you know, people who are making art. We have a community that's just thirsty and curious. Art is a great way to explore the world and explore issues, sometimes really hard issues, sometimes really fun issues. But any way that we can use that and use art to engage conversation, to engage discussion, to help people learn how to look and learn how to observe the world like i think that's another piece of art that is just really exciting is when you start to you know rewire your brain of like spending more than just a second looking at a work of art that those observational skills apply to so much more than just art so totally that's my favorite that's
0: awesome <laughs> that's a great answer um so one of those creative programming yeah things that you
1: did was design Duluth yeah where did that idea come so, from so we did design Duluth because we wanted a way to celebrate the excellence in design that we've been seeing in Duluth I used to have the tenants, you know, Dieter Dieter Roth's tenants of good design and you read I would read through the list and it would be like, Oh, that's Duluth, that's Duluth. We thought instead of doing just an exhibition to celebrate what's going on, we wanted to have a series of conversations and a way to again, engage more, you know, this whole idea of of engagement is central to DAI, Duluth Art Institute programming. And so we said, Well, why don't we do a series of these discussions sort of around different topics of what's Duluth's visual identity, you know, how, how do we get at Duluth's voice, and, and bring people to the places that are imagining that in really creative ways. The other reason the, the Design Duluth series came about is we were talking about it and there was this great conversation at the Walker among top designers and it was saying, you know, we have East Coast, West Coast, the South, we don't have a North identity in the US and that Minnesota can really claim that. We don't really always fit so well into the Midwest and re-identifying Minnesota as North. and Hearing that uh, resonated, but it also felt like, wait a second, if Minnesota is going to be the North Duluth damn well better be the capital of the North because, you know, I'm not ceding that to Minneapolis, St. Paul. Like all of those things that they talk about when they talk about Minnesota's identity as being North, that's central to Duluth. And I think Duluth has been, you know, a beacon of that. So, you know, our secret mission of the whole series was to sort of plant the flag and say Duluth is North and, you know, Minnesotans have a hard time crowing and bragging, and so that was the other sort of thing about the series is a way to do a little bragging without saying that we're bragging. <laughs> right.
0: Uh, one of the parts of being the North is this, um, I'm gonna say this wrong, but Huga. Yes, yeah. How do
1: you say it? it I, I, I never know, one? it's it is Higa Higa Higa. You know, each Scandinavian country has a different form of that word, We don't really have a word in English for it. So we can take that and own it. But it's this idea of cozy or sort of inner warmth. One of our topics was how do we embrace the cold? So in the Scandinavian countries, it's year-round celebration. You know, even in the depths of winter, they have tourists coming there. So they have fires outside. They have outdoor restaurants in the middle of winter. They have ice castles. You know, they have this sort of way of centralizing the culture around really good food, really good coffee and drinks like we're having now, and really good conversations. These sort of things that are pretty basic and easy to replicate. And so I think that that, and I think you're seeing that embracing of those central pieces in Duluth as well. So... I think cozy is good. Yeah. (laughs) And you see that? I mean, I think, you know, it it translates to like just really good product design or like really good beer. This attention to quality, I think, is a key piece of that as well. Um, And we kind of got at that in the last dialogue, too, of the last subject was Minnesota Nice, good or bad. And Candice Lacoste was one of our speakers, and she did a wonderful way of she could choose anywhere and be anywhere she wants. She could be in New York doing her work, but she chose to be in Duluth because there was this clear voice. And she talked a lot about reclaiming that idea of Minnesota nice into because, you know, it can be... you know, the passive aggressive, the, the not wanting to brag or, you know, toot your own horn. So she talks about reclaiming that and, and talking about it as like quality, like that Minnesota nice is like, this is really nice stuff. (laughs) Like that, that is, um, a a way of sort of celebrating that instead of hiding from it.
0: That's great. Mm
1: -hmm. What is something you
0: think people might not know about the
1: Duluth Art Institute? The Duluth Art Institute is over 100 years old. We're one of the oldest arts organizations in the community, which I don't think a lot of people realize. You know, when you when you look at the people of that founded the Art Institute, it's sort of like a who's who at the time. So, you know, Chester Congdon, H.G. Wells, G.G. Hartley, sort of all of these big name people really wanted this institution of visual arts and and from the beginning it was it was a focus on learning which i think is really excellent but in the whole history We've never had a home of our own, really. So we've had to rent space, we've been in people's houses. So we're working towards that goal, but, but that's been an interesting piece of the Duluth Art Institute history. It's meant that we are adaptable and flexible, and, and you look at, you know, it hasn't been the same mission those 100 years. You know, there's certain tenants that have been there, but we've changed and adapted and been flexible with the community. I think that it's an organization that we can be really proud of in Duluth. Yeah, such a cool space. How else can people stay connected? So the Duluth Art Institute is online at DuluthArtInstitute.org. We have a very active Facebook presence. Or you can just come by. We're on the fourth floor of the depot. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much. Thank you guys. Thanks so
1: much for coming down. We really appreciate it.